Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participant's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. All right, welcome to episode 79 of the Soft Serve Podcast. Now, Stomping Jen. Yes. I am Sawtooth Frank. Yes. Your main host. Yes. You are the co-host. Sure. And we have two guests on this very special episode. Woohoo! Right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to introduce them mm-hmm. right after the intro. The intro music. But first, I do want to make an observation. Okay. I had mute, said I was muting the mics. And you didn't. I didn't. And so everybody heard your loud, exasperated sigh. As we were coming out of the disclaimer. I heard that. So I must tell our listeners that was stomping Jen. She's already exasperated with doing the show. I'm getting ready. That's my like. All right. My deep meditative breath. All right. Episode Noise. 79. We're going to we're going to talk right, about. Go. Hit the button. <laughs> How dare you. It's unacceptable. Hurrying me along. Shame. <laughs> the Soft Serve Podcast. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. All right, no need to sit through the rest of this, right? That's right. I mentioned we have two guests. Stomping yeah. Jen. Uh, yeah. Now, these two guests I will generally frame... As being mental health professionals. Yes, that's true. Right? Yes. And today we're going to be talking about, amongst other things, <laughs> mental health and emotional well-being during the pandemic. Yes. The Great Pause. The Great we pause. named it last week in episode 78, The Great Pause. The Great Pause. Now, without further ado... <laughs> Except there I, will be lots of ado. There's going to be lots. Listen, folks. There's going to be lots of ado. Get used to it. Okay. And I'm going to introduce our first guest. Go for, for it. For the first time ever mm-hmm. on the Soft Surf podcast. Has, they have not made an appearance yet. Mm-hmm. This will be the first appearance. Mm-hmm. Our other guest has appeared multiple times before. And we're going to save that as a surprise. They're going to make... Their return appearance. Okay. Okay? Okay. Our first guest, I mentioned before, yes. is a mental health professional. Yes. <laughs> Her name is Johanna Hammer. Hello, Welcome. Johanna. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Can you tell us a little bit about the work you do in mental health? Um, yes, I am a clinical social worker. I've been practicing a little over 20 years now, and um, I currently work in a school system with kiddos, and and then on the side, I do uh, sort of a more specialized kind of treatment with adolescents. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. 
Our second guest is it's like Michael slowing down Chunnick. slower and slower and slower. Now, Michael Chunnick. Also, are you going to out him? No, we won't out him. Yeah, let's not out yeah, him. Yeah, let's not out him. Good idea, Stomping Jen. Thank you. <laughs> and here's to my impulse to expose people. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, Michael, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Stomping Jen. Yep. Hey, guys. So my name is Michael Chunick. I am a uh, also a clinical social worker working in private practice at Amherst Psychotherapy Practice in Amherst. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, I work uh, primarily with adults. I specialize in working with men in trauma. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. So thanks for thanks for inviting me. Thank you for coming. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Now, Thank you both. All joking aside, one of the reasons I wanted you two on here to talk to us for this episode was we are in weeks five and six of this pandemic. Things are getting tough out there. Mm-hmm. That's my feeling. Well, protests um, are starting to erupt all over the country. People are feeling cooped up. They're anxious. There's lots of domestic abuse issues that people can't escape in their houses. Yeah. And there's there's some stuff we need to talk about, right, Stomping Jen? Yes. Okay. Now, I'm going to roll us into our news segment, and we're going to talk about some of these things, okay? Mm-hmm. Do we all thank right. all the people? We didn't thank anybody. Oh, look at me. You're not following your outline. I'm. What good is this if I can't follow I don't it? know. you got to pay attention. All right. Will you start by thanking the people, please? We always have been starting recently by thanking all of the people on the front lines right now, all the essential workers, the healthcare workers, the first responders, the supply chain people, the truck drivers, the grocery store workers, the pharmacy workers, the personal care attendants, all the people who are risking their lives. And Uh, making our country run and function. Farmers. Thank you. We appreciate all you're doing. Is there anybody you guys want to add to that list? We appreciate all you're risking. The therapists. The therapists. Not, that's a the pretty teachers, great list. The teachers. Yeah. All the teachers. People never remember the podcasters. <laughs> We're doing our part. Right. The entertainers. I mean, yeah. The entertainers. Right. Now, you didn't see our segment on that show from saturday night yeah the what was the name of that thing the global citizen that's the right first the, from the couch or whatever yeah, yeah. did you guys watch yeah. that no the at home together thing yeah. yes yes we were supposed to be on it but we got we got cut <laughs> yes we were slated to make an appearance yes beyonce edged us out ever so slightly it's true beyonce so. was there all right um but we no for and in all seriousness, thank you to all the the people out Why there are you who. The sad music? Because it was that's the sincere See, that music. That was the time to play the social distance rag music. I'm gonna play that now. Uh-huh. No, I have to play the news intro. Okay. <laughs> got so, many intros. so many. Whoops, that's not the right thing. So many intros. Oh my gosh. So many, so many intros and bumpers. Oh, listeners, I don't know how you put up with this. Screaming. Okay. This is like the people in their houses right now <laughs> screaming. Oh, let me tell you. Can yeah. I just 
you can attest to this. Yes. I was in some kind of mood today. You were terrible mood today. I mean, I I woke up and I just I felt really down and you depressed. Were super cranky. This is weeks five and six of the quarantine. Why is it weeks five and six? What is the difference between uh, la- and six? Uh, last week, last was, week five was five. This, this week yeah, is six. this week was six. Got so it. I'm thinking like a week back since we did the last podcast. Got it. And I just was feeling the weight of the world today. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you even asked me at one point. You said, "When is your next therapy appointment?" It's true. When are you? <laughs> Can you go talk to your therapist about why you're in a funk? Yeah. Well, you addressed him though by his first name, and I thought who has to, he happens to share a first name with my brother. I thought you were talking about my brother. I was like, "What? I did talk to my brother. When, when am I supposed to talk to my brother?" You're like, "No, your therapist." I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. that person." So, I was in some kind of mood. Are you guys in moods? How are, How are you all doing? doing out there? <laughs> How are you feeling? I mean, week six of this quarantine. We'll go to Michael. Oh, okay. <laughs> Michael. How am I feeling? I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth between just kind of thinking like, all right, this is what we're doing. It is what it is to having those moments of freak out. Like, I can't imagine doing this for another six weeks but i think not to be cliche but i do think it's like a day-by-day thing Mm -hmm. um you know i'm really happy to be able to continue to work from home which i know i think it's over half of the population can't so I, i think that's right i don't know don't quote me on that but yeah so i go back and forth between like gratitude and restlessness and um i i know I, I can't imagine what it's like to have kids right now. I can't, I can't even wrap my head around that, 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 um, that just seems so crazy. It's extra challenging. It yeah. is extra challenging. Yeah. Johanna, how are you doing just generally as a, as a human, human being, as a professional, like during this week six of this quarantine? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel incredibly grateful I mean I I came into it pretty well equipped like you know with like you know privilege and you know a home and you know again like work that is stable and that is there for me and you know paycheck that is there for me and you know with a lot of tools I mean I think this is sort of one of those pieces where like practicing what you preach is you know really comes in handy Um, but I I definitely I (laughs) I'm operating in a lot of denial I'm spending a lot of time, like just really kind of trying to skim the surface and not touch down too deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's more sadness. Like I just have this like incredible deep well of sadness. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that's the part that I really just try not to spend too much time connecting to right now. I feel like, I feel like, okay, you know what, like there's going to be time for that at a different point, And that, you know, sort of my job is to stay functional. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, but there's just a lot of sadness. There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of anxiety, but just, a, yeah, just a lot of grief in the air. Yeah. Yeah. I was feeling sad today. Yeah. You were in a funk. Right. Um, how are you doing, Stomping Jen? Yeah. Uh, I think, like Johanna said, like, I, and, and Michael said, like, you know, it is sort of like a day by day thing, and some days are better than others. And then within a day, it could be moment to moment. Like today, I went to Target to do a pickup order and like I went into the store even though I didn't need to but like it was super strange and 
odd and crazy. And then what else happened today that hit me the really weird in a weird way? Like I was seeing something about New York City and like I was thinking in my head about the last summer when we went to New York City and how we really wanted to take the kids. And then in my mind, I was like, is New York City even ever going to be like this again, like how it was last summer? And that made me super sad. Yeah. I think it will, but it's going to be a while. It's going to be a really long time. You know, uh, definitely. It's going to be a while. That like feeling of like exubilation. I know you Exubilation? What is the word? (laughs) Exhilaration? I like exubilation. (laughs) I like exhibition. <laughs> but like, you know, I just remember last summer, like when you and I went yes. and you and I are very different people, but how so um, you hate crowds and I mm-hmm. love being within crowds. And when we were at, um, you know, Times Square and like the throngs of people that are just around you and the buzzing and the energy and the, yeah, you know, it's just like how exciting that is and how I really wanted to share that with the kids and. I hope we get that opportunity again yeah. in our lifetime. I like, wish I, I had remembered that about myself before I vaped and decided to walk <laughs> through Times Square. Because that, that, that definitely, that, that definitely elevated that aspect of my. Um, you mean when you were like, "Let's go back to the hotel." Yeah, I can't handle this anymore. Yeah, yeah. That 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 that. that Brought into stark contrast that particular yeah. focal point I have about yeah. existence. Anyways, yeah, uh, that's how I'm doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the, one of the reasons I woke up in a funk, right, is so this we're recording this on a Monday, uh, which is a long weekend here in Massachusetts. So we had the day off today, and we spent the weekend trying to do stuff, right? Yeah. And we were out. And I saw lots of people around seemingly just ignoring the reality that is around us. Like I saw large groups of people kind of congregating together on the street, people not wearing, people not wearing face masks, like kind of just like business as usual in our adjacent town of Amherst. And I got super frustrated because... I feel like I'm putting a lot of energy into this. Um, and again, mm-hmm. to, to echo what I think um, Johanna and Michael both said, I do feel you know, extremely privileged and grateful that I have a home and I'm able to socially distance and work from home and you know, without much disruption. But I'm still feeling super frustrated by all these people mm-hmm. who, from my perspective aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I kind of woke up this morning with this like, oh, fuck it all attitude. Because as we talked about in episode 78, I was all but um, absent a laboratory test told that I had the disease. Right. You know, so I could go out, I'm pretty sure I could go out and just have a grand old time and not wear this dumb face mask I've been wearing everywhere, you know, (sighs) steaming up my glasses let me or tell you, I don't know. They're right there. I'm looking right at them. So I was just kind of definitely feeling like, what am I bothering for? If what I'm perceiving is a huge number of people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Got me super depressed. Yeah. Then I went for a walk and I felt better. Yeah. Getting outside really helps. So that helped me. Does that help you guys going outside? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's my, that's been our, our, so the linchpin, the linchpin of my mental health has been walking. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We, we, no, go ahead, uh, Michael. I was say, yeah, we've, we've actually been just trying to be out in the yard. I, I, I feel your pain, Sawtooth. Like, for some reason, we live on kind of a, we live off of a main street and there's just been like an explosion of people. I don't think I could walk 20 feet without coming in contact with somebody. Yeah. So even trying to keep distance, it's just, it feels strange to have to navigate that. So I actually haven't really left beyond my driveway in quite some time. So. Yeah. And you could stay active doing stuff around the yard. You know, you could probably, you know, gardening, you know, how, you know, I don't know. I could keep busy all day doing I stuff would. around the yard. Yeah, I can't. We went for this walk yesterday in the woods and it was all oh. going great until I fell. Yeah. And do you ever have that moment? Like, have you fallen recently? I'm 46. <laughs> right. And so we're, we're walking on this rocky trail and I have the dog and we were stepping across a stream and my, my foot, my forward facing foot landed on this wobbly rock. And I remember kind of just feeling my ankle turn. Mm. And then I heard a clacking sound. I was like, okay, that's either my leg snapping. Rock. I know. But as I'm going <laughs> down towards the ground, I'm like that's either my leg snapping or it was the rock. And then I hit the ground. And the next thing I just know, I'm like looking up at a tree. Then I hear stomping <laughs> Jen scream, somebody get the dog. <laughs> Right. Well, because you were still holding. Was I still holding? Leash and like the kids were like horrified. I'm like, get the dog from right. death. Right. So, um, that that outdoor jaunt didn't go so well. It was fine after that, and then there was a dog off leash that like ran up to us and started barking yeah, and, at our dog, and, and it like, was not wearing a mask. Yeah, that dog. The dog was. <laughs> and then, and then Sawtooth had to say something to its owners, and they like just glared at him. Yeah. As if, like, he was asking the worst thing in the world to, like, like, put a leash on their dog. Like, I'm the worst person in the world. It's crazy. Yeah. So. All right. We're getting really, really off. Well, we're, we're on topic. We're on topic. We're on topic. Yeah. But we should get into. Oh, lead us there, Stomping Jen. I, well, I'm trying to. You have You're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's Stomping Jen's equivalent of a kick in the ass yeah, to me. Yeah, basically. So I'll, I'll go on talking about this dog yes, that we saw. Yes, you would. For an hour. Yes. Yes. So what was the, you had some general would I been Would I have been in my rights to hit it on the head with a stick? It jumped on me. No. It was it was a happy dog. It was not like a menacing, growly. Like. Okay. But I'm a dog person and I can, all right, fine. <laughs> all right. So one thing I was thinking about, okay. Yeah, yes. Now, we started off by acknowledging the the great work that Michael and Johanna are doing in mental health, yeah. right? We have this... You, you don't know that it's great work. That's true. <laughs> we assume it's great so, work. Yeah. Nobody, I, nobody's suing me right now, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what is, like, the temperature out there? Like, yeah. What is the general... I mean, I know we all kind of have a similar... Is the temperature similar to what, Stomping Jen? I mean, like... What is the temperature? I don't know. Well, like, you guys work with different specialties, right? Like, kids and 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 men. I mean, I'm sure you have other clients also, Michael, but... I do, yeah. It's 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 not just men. Probably, probably about half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
like what what's it like out there in this field right now to be in the midst of it yourselves and then having to like deal and talk with other people about what they're going through like is that that must be difficult and challenging I can imagine I can only imagine I mean I don't know <laughs> I don't know if you're both looking at me like I have five heads let's go first yeah, so I mean, so I think in the first few, like the first week into like the third week, it was all we processed, all we talked about, like really just everybody kind of in the same boat. And now I've seen, and Johan, I don't know if you've seen this too, like it, it's just kind of normalized a little bit. And I mm-hmm. think people are finding ways to cope. Some people aren't and they're really struggling. It really has run the gamut for me as far as seeing people struggling or not like some people have really kind of pulled it out of the fire and have used their coping strategies and their their techniques and other people are are just really struggling and I don't think that is any testament to their ability or to their to their will but I think I think it's just everyone is experiencing this a little bit differently I think I think you point to something though, Jen, which is sort of a slightly different, right? Which is that like that we're going through it at the same time. And I think for me, that was sort of the big piece, you know, especially around the first couple of weeks. Like like as I was trying to like, okay, so now we're all homeschooling, and my schedule has completely changed. And how am I, um, you know, meeting, you know, taking care of my kids, but then also like you know, transitioning to telehealth. Um, and going through all of the online trainings that I needed to go through to like make that transition. And, you know, also in my schoolwork, um, you know, I, the, lear- the learning curve was so steep and, and everything was changing every single day. So mm-hmm. the ground was just moving underneath us. And I, I think that, you know, it is, it is a different kind of situation when you're like in real time experiencing the trauma and like, and I, like, I, 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 I call it a little T trauma, right? Like, like the little T trauma, like, like there hasn't been, you know, like the, the, you know, it's, but it, it is like in terms of like violent disruptions, mm-hmm. right. Sort of unexpected disruptions. Um, you know, but like if you're, as you're experiencing in, in sort of real time and I like the, the last, the only frame of reference that I have is that right when I first started practicing, it was like right around, like, I think I was like two years into my practice when nine 11 happened mm-hmm. and I was like actually at work and, uh, you know, and that was sort of the last time there was this sort of, you know, we're, we're experiencing and sort of going through the same thing. And so, you know, as I'm like, you know, okay, so what are my coping skills? How do I organize myself? How do I get myself and my family on a schedule? Like, what are the, what are the things that I can cling to right now that will help me feel stable mm-hmm. um, in the midst of this? Right. And then how do I support my clients? How do I support my clients in that? Yeah. Like I, I imagine that it could increase your empathy with whatever people are expressing around this pandemic, but that might be a good thing. It also might be a bad thing, right? Like if you're feeling too connected to your Well, there's that that whole piece. Oh, I'm sorry, Michael. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. Michael, yeah. Um, No, we'll let, we'll let, yeah, we'll let. um, (laughs) Let's all go at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll let, let's let Michael jump in then, Johanna. Okay. Okay. You are right. I think on both fronts, I think, it, I mean, it's kind of like if you're going through a divorce and you're only working with clients who are going through divorces, yeah. it's probably not going to be fun. Like it's going to challenge you in different ways. Right. And uh, if you weren't going through a divorce, I, I, obviously those are kind of apples and oranges, but um, I think as therapists, we ought, we get used to seeing things pop up that we're dealing with in our own life. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost kind of an uncanny thing that happens. Like 
things just kind of surface and and whether you just you know confirmation bias you just kind of pay attention to them more because you are going through them it is easier to tap into but this is something like absolutely like we're all in the same boat and um it can i think it can create more fatigue from a therapeutic standpoint yeah johanna let's get you in here yeah yeah, absolutely. It can create more fatigue. And, and there also is like, I think just this opportunity for deeper connection. Like, like, it's really interesting. Like, like I, I was talking to, I was talking to my colleagues about this. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no, my, like, like doing sessions from your home. Right. And your clients are seeing no matter where you're sitting, right. Like they're seeing some piece of your home. Right. Yep. Um, you know, and that just sort of be interesting, you know, like, like, you know, the, the, the kids that I work with at school have now like, you know, met most of my cats and my, my dog and like a couple of, a couple of my kids and like, you know, that there's, there's this also this kind of like, like deeper humanity. Um, and there's sort of this deeper connection that happens, but you're right. Like, you know, I, I think that as therapists, like, you know, our challenge, because so much of our work depends on the strength of our boundaries. Right. And, and you really do have to like have them exercised and have them in good shape and, and then mm-hmm. this kind of crisis, especially when we're sort of our tanks are running low uh, and the, it can be so easy to kind of slip into like, yeah, me too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm feeling that way too. Yeah. This is really, you know, and, and that it is like that, that, that sort of fatigue piece can, can certainly, can certainly present itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, that's, yeah. I was just thinking like if, you know, if, if I was a therapist and like mm-hmm. somebody came in with a, um, to talk to me about a, a, a starfish phobia, right? Like it seems like, starfish phobia. yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to come up with something that I, I, you know, maybe I don't have, like, it, it seemed to me like that would be, I, I feel like that would be easy for me to have some, you know, like clinical distance from, to be able to look at the situation, um, you know, from a more objective point of view mm-hmm. and be able to help somebody through it. That was all yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And what's it like, I know we're all like on basically video conferencing a lot more than we're used to, but like telehealth, like what is, is that? Oh, before you answer that, I just want to respond to something Johanna said. <laughs> like seeing my coworkers' homes is the most fascinating <laughs> part now of my work life. Yeah. Like I get mad when people come on with a virtual background and Why? I can't, because I love those little glimpses into people's lives. Yeah. Like it fascinates me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Now, do you see? Have you seen your therapist? Does is he doing telehealth from his uh, house? Yes, I've seen him twice now. Is that from his house? Uh, no, he's still going into his office. Yeah, mine is too. My yeah. therapist is going. Huh? He's still. He's still going into the office. Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, my therapist is too, but she keeps telling me that there's like nobody in the building that she's in so yeah so he's still going in so i'm not getting any i'm not getting any inside information on him (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh boy yeah but telehealth like yeah you know i know when i do some zoom calls with friends sometimes at the end of the conversation i like feel like i'm so drained i can just imagine so what is that like being on video conferencing all day for work or telehealth like how is telehealth challenging in a way that like not being in person is 
Yeah. Or what do you gain from it? Yeah. Is there anything you gain from? Tell us about telehealth. telehealth. <laughs> so the Go. way the way I had written the, the way I had written the question that Stomping Gents stole from me was, uh, <laughs> what do you gain uh, through telehealth appointments, and what do, what what do you potentially lose through them? Because I could see it, I could see both sides of that. Or is there no difference? <laughs> Michael, you want to take this one first? Sure. So there's, there's definitely a difference. Um, I've, I've had the opportunity before all of this happened to uh, actually see a few clients via telehealth. And it, it was always not as great as it was in person. It's just, it's a different experience. And, and um, just talking to colleagues, it's, it's definitely more taxing for some reason just to be talking to a screen. I think as therapists, we get, we just get so used to having like another body in the room and being able to communicate like three dimensionally. And now that it's two dimensional, it's just something has shifted. And I, and I'm still like every week trying to just put my finger exactly on it. Um, so that's, what's difficult sessions can sometimes, and I think even for the client too, it, it can seem like a lot longer for some reason. Um, the positives for me are having the person be in their like safe space so they they're in their they're in their homes a lot of you know i've seen a lot of pajamas i've seen a lot of bed spreads like people are literally like in bed doing therapy and i think that is a luxury that we did not have before this mm-hmm. and so i'm hoping that this actually changes the the schema for how we do therapy in the future like and I, I will I will go on my rant about insurance companies later, but I'm hoping that this can shift for insurance to now pay for telehealth from here on out. There's no reason they need to take it back. And I think accessing people in the you know in the spaces they are, mm-hmm. it, it's just it creates more access for people. That that I mean, our no show rate has been like zero because right. nobody goes anywhere. So right. it's, it's been right. yeah, it's been definitely an interesting experiment. Yeah. What about you, Johanna? Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, I, I, I feel like there's a. Where'd you go? Oh, we might have lost her. Where'd she go? She oh, might. Did she got a text from her that said her battery is dying. Oh, oh. she came back. Oh, now there's two of her. I was saying, I was saying really important stuff. And then I accidentally <laughs> ended my zoom call i'm sorry um because that's the kind of shit that can happen during yep. telehealth it's that all of a sudden you have a technical malfunction mm-hmm. um, no i i did i i was saying to my colleagues i was like i am so dependent on vibing people right as mm-hmm. like one of my strengths as a therapist is that i, I i'm really good at kind of tuning into people's energy and kind of like you know just really like like sort of co-regulating oh. with them and it, it like I I'm really reliant on that and the telehealth it just doesn't it doesn't let me do it in the same way mm-hmm. um you know I, I can't feel them and yeah. Yeah. it and, there, and there's also the part two around just kind of like letting the silence happen right like that's so much of the work sometimes it's just kind of sitting and getting a little bit awkward yeah. right but just kind of letting things unfold and it's different when you're you know, on a call or when, when you're on a video, like it's just a different kind of silence. Like it doesn't get to be, it doesn't get to fill up the same way that it does in an office, yeah. you know? Yeah. So there's just, a, it's a lot of, you know, and 
like I, I think I think just for people who are aren't generally like you know you think about we all turned into a nation of texters you mm-hmm. know and so like phone calls in general I think they're they're hard for me mm-hmm. I, have, mm-hmm. I have a hard time with it yeah know. it's interesting when so I do probably five zoom five hours of zoom calls You're a on day zoom all day long right and I, the most exhausting part of it is I spend most of the time looking at myself yeah right because i have the the tile view up yep right and i don't turn off my own camera because i want people to be able to see me and all i do is focus on myself like Mm. playing with my beard you know tilting my head the right way it's just like having to cognitively manage constantly looking at myself while i'm having these conversations with people is is exhausting i need to figure out a solution for this but it's like a way Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, so I have the exact same problem, like to the point where I was so distracted. I mean, just it, it's been good to kind of give me feedback to know kind of what I look like when, mm-hmm. I'm, when I'm on the other side. Of the couch. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, it got to the, I have to put a post-it note over myself because yeah. it's so, you can't, it, it, just the fact that even if it's like right, right now I, I'm looking and it's like out of my yeah. line of vision, I can still see myself. I can, so I, I had to literally put a post-it note over, over my mug. Yeah, I might try that. That's a really great tip. I think yeah. I should try that. Um, but it's like a different way of like being on. Yeah. Like in a way that like when you're in person with somebody, you don't think, you might think like a little bit about like what you appear to be looking like. Oh, I get constant reminders like, don't you make that face at me. Oh, whoops, I violated I my own rule. just your own name. <laughs> oh, that's happened, to, that's happened to me in meetings before because I have a really expressive face and, like, I react to things mm-hmm. and I'm often in these very high-pressure conversations where somebody will be saying something and I'm like, I cannot fucking believe you're actually saying that to me. Those words are coming out of your mouth and sometimes that gets written on my face. This one time, this... this, this, this person slammed their pen down on the pen and pointed at me and said don't you make that face at me <laughs> and i just I, I was like what face i didn't make a face oh now you can see the evidence right. on your zoom call. now i can see it i make faces oh boy yeah i did make a face <laughs> i'm pretty sure <laughs> i'll own that so this is this is the other piece of telehealth which is actually a real-time yeah. problem that's happening for me right now is that mm-hmm. All of the devices have to be fully charged up at all points, and yep. then you have to have access to all the chargers, right? right? So it's completely dependent on my ability to keep my executive functioning mm-hmm. functioning enough that everything's like working right. the right yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other yeah. thing. Oh, go ahead, Michael. Yep. I, just say, I also had to have like more conversations about people about like them being present too, because you know, I, obviously, I'm, I work in a college town, so I'm, I'm working with a lot of college age. Uh, clients and they you know instant access to uh, information they're on their laptops and or on their phones and they have all these notifications rolling so it's almost like talking to somebody on a giant phone like it's it's so it's so distracting and you know the first week it was like a few conversations about actually you can't like I, I really would like you to not be cooking breakfast right now with your kid in the background like we need to find you know a private space and have um really and I I know how hard that is but to have to replicate the therapy, the safe space of therapy was challenging. I think people, I think people have it down now, but mm-hmm. it was just kind of, it just added to the, like the shit show of that first week. But I think, I think we're better for it now. 
so I, I, I just wanted, cause I just had, I just had, so I do, I do, um, a specialized treatment for adolescents who, uh, you know, are sort of more emotionally, you know, have a lot, a lot of emotional challenges. And we did, we did our, our group therapy tonight and, you know, we're really having a hard time because for them to find a private space yeah. in their house where they can talk freely because even if they're in their bedrooms, right. Like that, that people can still hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I had one kid who was like crouching in the back room and whispering, and whispering into, you know, and it was like, it's hard because I'm like, you know, I, I really, I feel you like, like that that's a really, you know, it's, it's hard to be, it's hard to be as free to express yourself when you don't have the, the walls of the office mm-hmm. to protect that yeah. and a nice noise machine, nice sound machine outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some and some of those people um, could be at risk if they mm-hmm. express themselves or yeah. you know say something in front of a parent or a partner, and they're not in a good um, domestic situation. You mentioned this earlier, Stomping Jen. Mm-hmm. I think at the top of the episode, um, you know, uh, the concerns about people who might be locked in homes with abusers. Um, abusers this is the number one topic being a municipality government yeah it is the number one topic that we discuss yeah. tap, I mean, tap on, on the microphone twice if you need help stomping Jen. right i mean it's the police department is working overtime and that's mostly what they're getting calls for is domestic issues yeah is that true yes it's 100 percent true that's frightening yeah I mean, imagine they can't go anywhere. They're sheltered with their abusers. Right. Is the, uh, Johanna and Michael, do you know, are there, are, are there initiatives in place in this awful situation where we cannot be exposed to other people to help, um, people who might be, for lack of a better term, imprisoned with their abusers? Like, aside from calling the police, are there safe houses? Yeah, are there, there's nonprofits in the area. Like, are there... Safe passage is one of them. Yeah, I'm just, I'm curious if there are a way for those people to get f- physical safety. Michael, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think the first step would be to, um, you know, if, if you can, definitely try to get a hold of the... Um, to get a hold of like a domestic abuse um, hotline, which would be confidential and kind of get some guidance around it. Yeah. I know that's not always easy if you are kind of, you know, uh, don't have that freedom to make phone calls or texts. Um, actually, while we were talking, I did pull up the number if that was, if that was helpful. So, yeah. um, so it's uh, advocates are available 24 seven and the number is 1-800-799-SAFE, S-A-F-E, which is 7233. So 1-800- seven nine nine seven two three three um and they speak over 200 languages and all the calls are free and confidential okay so, and i'll put uh, oh sorry and i'll say i'll put that number in the show notes uh, okay, and post I'll, post it along with the episode okay i'll email you the site too because they also have a chat like you can actually mm-hmm. okay text or chat with somebody you don't have to actually make a verbal phone call mm-hmm. so if you you know if you have access to your phone you can actually just send somebody a text which is which is uh Helpful. important to have mm-hmm. that yep. mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Um, Johanna, did you have any um, perspective you wanted to add on that? 
No, I think that's a that's a great resource and sort of a great place to start. I mean, it's you know, it's it's challenging because the resources, you know, were spread; they were thin to begin with, yeah. um, you know, and have certainly and have certainly, um, you know, I think that they're especially with some of the shelters. I know that that my partner is a, a social worker, um, working with families with uh, involvement with children, uh, the Department of Children and Families, and a lot of times there's domestic violence. Um, and finding and finding shelter beds because I think a lot of the shelters have also been working to keep their staff safe and keep their shelter clients, um, shelter residents safe. Um, and so it has been. It's just you know everything's sort of stretched a little more thin. But I think you know some of the shelters that have opened up in the area just to address the homelessness. Um, but you know are certainly not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finding finding safety in this time can be can be a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What else stopping Jen? You have a list. <laughs> and the psychiatric hospitals are closed. Or like like so like you know, again, oh, like yeah. like in terms of like even finding like some psychiatric care is really yeah. challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did discover that they are doing um, intensive outpatient programs online, which I'm not sure how that, I'm not sure right. how that works. Well they're what... doing yeah, they're doing partial for the adolescents. They one of my kids just had a two hour had a two hour, you know, really? 10 to twelve PM online. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's awesome, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the other things that I I've been kind of trying to think about, especially for myself and my own experience today, mm-hmm. of feeling just like waking up and feeling down. Um, you know, I went out and did a walk and felt better. Is this um, this connection between physical health and? Um, mental and emotional health. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of us before this pandemic had, um, I could imagine, you know, um, exercise routines that we were involved in, classes we went to, you know, I used to go to the, I was going to the gym, you know, four or five days a week and, run, you know, and doing the treadmill and various machines. And, mm-hmm. you know, that got pulled out from under my feet, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, my body and my mind are used to the, you know, the benefits of that exercise. And I'm, you know, trying to find different ways to cope. And what can, you know, what can people, what can people do? I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, stuff you can do around your house, like gardening and housework, but, you know, like stuff I'm doing, um, you know, I'm now walking the dog for four miles. I know the poor (laughs) pet's. And she's get, she's getting get, long in the tooth, and right. she's just like, oh, really again? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, memes about that going around. The yeah, but um, but at, it's interesting too ahead. because like you know some of the coping mechanisms like before this all happened, like you know we've talked about this before too, like that you know we stopped drinking, but like the idea that people like can't. Oh, they God. want to start drinking earlier in the day. Drinking happens all weekend. People feel like they need to drink because of their children, which I feel like is a terrible message to be putting out into the world that you cannot handle your children, so you need to drink. Kind of idea. Um, I don't know where I'm going. No, this. I know where you're going <laughs> with like, this. You know. I share, you know, and I shared with Stomping Jen... Oh, it was a couple of days ago. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, boy. So I'm going on 85 days now without drinking. Mm-hmm. So I'm like over the, um, whatever initial physical withdrawal stages I went through mm-hmm. with, 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 from drinking every day for a period of time. 
Um, I thought I was past the mental and emotional withdrawal from drinking. But these last two weeks, I've been like feeling left out of drinking. Right. Like, because I'm seeing, I'm seeing, and you know, I'm definitely going to talk about this in my next therapy appointment, but like, I'm definitely feeling left out about it and like feeling like I lost something. Mm -hmm. It's weird. And, and like, I've been, I'm like, okay, definitely not going back there because back to what I was saying before, I think it would be a detriment to my physical health which would have impacts on my mental health right you know and i wouldn't be coping as i don't want to say i'm coping well but you know <laughs> well we're not going to turn this into a therapy session no i'm not asking no 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 no, no. i'm not asking i want to be clear i'm not asking for advice on this i'm just more about this tell me or uh sorry yeah, tell me okay. more about this um saw it Mr. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not asking for advice on this. I'm just bringing it up as examples of right. how people might, right. Cope, how, how, how their, their coping skills during this time. And, but I think where you were trying to, the point, the larger point I think yes. you had written down was about this idea that people had these routines previous to the great pause, which was like, you know, they go and get a physical, they go to the dentist, they go... For exercise appointments, but a lot of people leave. Do you work health. out at the dentist? I'm just. <laughs> a lot of people leave mental health in the dust. They have these ideas about, you know, going to see a therapist. Um, they think it's like, quote unquote, shameful. It's, it has to do with the idea behind mental health in this country to begin with. I don't know. It's not where I was going, but I like that point. <laughs> I like that point. You like that point? Yeah. You like how I took us I, in a completely me, different Let me do direction. some active listening. What I think sure. I heard you say is that <laughs> this... He's in training to be a therapist. <laughs> no, believe me. I have to do a lot of this in my union work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Okay. All let right. me just get this straight. What I think I heard you say... Anyways. No, what I think I heard you say was that um, because... The great pause may be causing so much distress mm -hmm. that it might destigmatize um, getting help uh, for people who are struggling. Potentially, or they can just turn into yeah. So let's ask. I don't know. <laughs> let's ask our professionals. Are you seeing um, potentially seeing people who you think may not have sought <clears throat> therapy prior to the big pause, or who might be looking for help? I'd say we've had an increase in referrals to, to mm -hmm. our practice. And I, I, I would say, I, you know, off the top of my head, the majority of them are related to what's going on. A lot of, a lot of, um, especially people who have been displaced and happens to be a lot of people who, you know, were in their, their final, final year of college, they were going to graduate, like just that, the, the total like displacement, I think has really thrown people for a loop. Um, but I'm sure Johanna can speak to this more, but the younger generations are the, you know, the, the uh, whippersnappers now are definitely um, much more open to seeking mental health. And it's actually almost like a badge of honor to have a therapist and they talk about it on Instagram. And so it, it, I think it's organized generationally. I think the mm -hmm. younger, the generation, the more acceptance there is. And um, at least that's just what I've seen. So, but I, I do think, yeah, I think this has pushed people to, this has pushed people out of areas where that they, they could just maintain. And I think that this is, this mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, increased the need for people to, to seek help. And I'm glad that they are. Yeah. Johanna. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think, and like what, I think what, what Jen was saying, I think that the stigma piece is one piece, but I, I also think that, you know, 
it's sort of one of those things that people are like, oh yeah, yeah, I totally should be in therapy, but I don't have the time or I don't have the resources. And it's a sort of an easy thing, you know, whereas we might not neglect our dental care in the same way because like tooth pain or whatever, um, that therapy is sort of an easy thing to like put off. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the great pause, I love that you guys call it the great pause because it's such a great reframe of this whole thing. Um, you know, the, the pause, like where you're sitting and you're really having to sit with your shit. Um, and so anything in addition to all of the additional layers of stuff that the great pause is bringing to your life, right. And the disruptions and the, you know, challenges and the grieving and whatever, but that there was already the shit that was there to begin Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And, and again, we can fill our lives up and get real busy and spend a lot of time not dealing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that the the great pause is really sort of forcing us all to sit, sit in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One, um, one thing you said, Johanna has me thinking is that people may often not seek uh, mental health treatment due to the cost because it's not cheap, right? Even with the co-pays, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going once a week, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was when I started years ago, right? I mean, that can add up over, over a month, right? Mm -hmm. Or some people are going, you know, twice a week. Are there, are there low cost to no cost options available for people who may not have health insurance or who, you know, can't afford it, but really need it? I don't know if something like that exists. And if it doesn't, you know, should it? I don't know. So, so if you have health insurance right now, you, the most major companies, there's still a few that are holding out are covering uh, co-pays and deductible costs for mental health teletherapy. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Um, It's, it's been a really dicey rollout and there's still some insurance companies that really are just bungling the whole the whole thing, but for the most part, yeah, they're, they're covering uh, mental health services. If you don't have insurance, um, you know, you definitely want to look at um, like state sponsored plans through the mass health connector. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. Okay. Yeah. So like, um, uh, is it, is it Medicaid or Medicare might offer some of those things too? Yeah. So the Medicaid system in Massachusetts is yep. mass health. Okay. That, that would be, um, that would be the place to start. So, you know, the state website, I think it's, is it mass.gov? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mass. I think, yeah. Just like if you did the, the healthcare connector, mass, mass. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I asked the question though. And privileged yeah. enough to have health insurance. Now the, mm-hmm. the one thing I'm clinging to like a dog on a bone is that I shouldn't be paying co-pays during this time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it depends what your insurance is. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have a conversation during my next session. Let me tell you this. We need to eat up our FSA anyway. We need to get those reimbursements. Otherwise, we lose that money. Okay. Whoops. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not like we can go to a doctor's office, you know, and burn it up on a physical or something. No. But they do now cover menstrual products. (laughs) Very excited (laughs) to learn. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You just got one of those new um, cup things. Go too deep into. I was doing some. I love how it's like just now, just now they're now covering that. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing some snooping in a box. 
in a box? <laughs> yeah, I opened up a bo- an Amazon no, well, box. Well, I was telling Sawtooth I got a um, quarantine self-care kit today and, or yesterday, over yeah. the weekend in the mail. I got a razor. I got a menstrual cup. I got all the things. <laughs> Somebody I was talking to were like, oh, you should just wax. I'm like, I'm not waxing myself like that poor girl who did that video on the internet. <laughs> Have yeah. you seen that? It's no crazy bands. All right, um, I I actually want to keep this to a reasonable amount of time tonight because it, it's a school night. But I want to know. Yeah, um, go ahead. Do you guys have things that you want to add to this conversation? Yeah. I know that's what I was just going to ask, Stomping Jen. Please oh go God, ahead and I'm ask the question. To... Okay. Well, now I've asked it, and you've interrupted me, and now I've lost the train of thought. That's so my job. Please. I'd go like ahead. to know uh, whatever I just said. Can you go, please? <laughs> start with Johanna. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, let's start with me because I think I think my battery is about to die anyway. So this is okay. I can go out on a high note with this All right. one. Great. Um, you know, yeah, because I mean, like, there's a, the obvious coping strategies, right? Like, you know, like like physical exercise, right? Good nutrition, sleep hygiene is like just a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, sort of keeping to a regular schedule and the, the sleep hygiene piece. But I I think that for me you know, the piece that's been really critical is the, the sort of meaning making, right? Like, like even just sort of in, in sort of thinking about it as the great pause, right? Like that reframes this as a time where, you know, a, a time for sort of like, you know, stillness and reflection, mm-hmm. right? It, it sort of gives it a much more um, contemplative vibe, right? Than pandemic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like, even how I'm talking to myself about this, even how I'm like, you know, okay. So, you know, like, like, like you were saying, Jen, about like trying to find the things that you're grateful for, trying to find the things that you're thankful for, trying to, to mm-hmm. really sort of acknowledge and honor as we go minute by minute, like being patient and just, you know, and again, like just, just trying to find some, some sort of larger meaning here. Like, okay. So like the whole world is on pause right now. Right. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of loss and there's going to be a lot of grief and, you know, when the dust settles, like, you know, let's, let's see what arises, mm-hmm. but there's also yeah. like a tremendous transformational work that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and that we're all going to be different. We're all going to be different on the other side of this. And, you know, we can choose whether, you know, we can choose some of what that looks like, mm-hmm. um, you know, but sort of staying connected to, you know, and like, I think like there's a spiritual piece to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like having some sort of like, like that there is some sort of larger order to the universe, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, so you don't feel like completely lost and adrift and at the mercy of the chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I really feel like there's a, there's a really great book, Victor Frankel. He wrote this book called man's search for meaning as a Holocaust survivor. Oh, it's mm-hmm. my favorite book. Isn't really? that a great book? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Man's, yeah. man's like, search for meaning. Man's search for meaning. And, <laughs> and he just talks about like sort of what, you know, what got him through and what he noticed sort of like was really like, you know, the piece that allowed people to emerge and to, you know, to survive atrocities really was, mm-hmm. was their ability to make meaning of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I, I really feel like, I really feel like that's our, that's our, our test right now. That's our challenge. Damn, that's good. And like I what, think, what are, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I just wanted to comment on one thing. Um, I think so many people find their meaning from work. Yeah. Right. Mm, and, and mm-hmm. you know, I think I saw somewhere, this isn't my idea, but somebody out there had framed work as the new religion mm-hmm. uh, for Americans in particular. Mm-hmm. And when that gets pulled out from you, 
Like right. what, what are you left with? What are you left with mm. if you find all of your meaning in your work, right? And that just mm-hmm. says like to the rest of us too who can work, like maybe there maybe we should be thinking about um more than our work mm-hmm. for ourselves. I don't know. Anyways, Michael, anything else um anything else you wanted to to touch on before we wrap up this part of the conversation? Uh no, that's a tough act to follow, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I won! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I think just more concretely to just encouraging people to not be really persuaded by the whole social media pressure of having to like learn how to yodel or doing something. Oh yeah, that's good. Ridiculous. Like, I I think I think it definitely like social media has its place during these times to give us kind of that that you know we're all connected, we're all this together. It's a fun fun thing um but even stopping jen i saw you post like now is not the time to send me crazy forwards or games or anything like that but yeah i think people are feeling pressure like i have to be doing something worthwhile during this time and it's also okay to just like not be okay which Mm -hmm. is like totally fine to be struggling you don't have to you know um crochet sweaters or do anything like just focus mm-hmm. on taking care of yourself and if that includes learning a new skill go for it but yeah. don't think that you have to now be like some sort of influencer so i've, I've definitely been pushing that my yeah. new skill is i'm a bread maker <laughs> you're good yeah, you, probably, you probably did it because you enjoy it as something that you want to do it was like a challenge for yeah. me and because all my friends were doing it it was peer pressure peer pressure to be a bread maker <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I just, I just want to go back to what Michael said, like, and also if you do need help, right, reach out. Mm-hmm. There's help out there. There mm-hmm. are, there are people out there who can help you. Yeah. You know, I think, and I think I've mentioned this on other podcasts during this time where, you know, these little support, these little group chats that I have going on with all these different groups of people, like we hold each other up like most days, like, you know, like today when my, your eyes are watering. <laughs> today when my one of my friends was like don't not play the sad music i need to hear this um, go ahead and she said how she felt depressed and i'm like oh this conversation is going down i said so i said how about we focus on this i said everybody name one thing that's going to make you smile today you know like just to what did that mean to you, what you stop <laughs> killing me killing me but, you know, I just, like, want to give people, like, something else to focus on. I mean, I know it's not my job, and I'm not a therapist, but that's just the innate nature of who I am. I love you so much. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, I hate this music. It's the worst. Just sit with it for a minute. Think about what all your friends mean to you. Oh, my God. I love all of my friends. Okay, sorry. All right. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, what else dumping Jen? i don't know that's all i really want to say i don't want to take up too much space in the room oh i love it when you do though let me tell you um okay so we're gonna let you go if you want to stomping jen and i are going to continue for a few minutes we're going to talk about some stuff we're watching on tv some love tv some things we're doing just to keep ourselves lifted up right stomping jen it's not really much different than yeah. normal. Can, can I plug before? Because I do have to go because yep. it's going to die. Can I plug? I, I know I keep talking about this show, but I, I really, really, really want more people to watch it. Um, everything's going to be okay yep. on Hulu. Okay. okay. Everything's. 
Yes. And and there's another show with the same lead actor called Please Like Me, which is also on Hulu. Oh, and I both of them. That. Oh, I love that show. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. We're, yes. Put it on our um, list. Yep. And I'll add those it to was, the show notes. All right. I'm going to say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Johanna, for joining us. We really enjoy talking to you. We really appreciate you coming on here and talking about um, how people can take care of themselves. Thanks for having me. Okay. All right. Bye. Be well. Bye. Okay. Bye. Okay, Michael. Are you going to hang out with us just for a few minutes? Because this isn't going to go along for. This will not go on for a long time. Because I want to get off of here too. Because I've yeah, got sure. I've got five hours of Zoom calls ahead of me tomorrow. So I what I was just I was going to say one last thing about yep. like yeah I do think people you know, we have the luxury of being therapists where we, you know, we have a, a natural ending time to a Zoom conversation. Yeah. It's like 50, 55 minutes, like we need to move on. I think people are getting stuck in like these two, three hour long Zoom chats with friends and family. And it's just, yeah. there's there's no like organic way to end a Zoom chat because you can't be like, oh, I have to go. Right, because yeah. where are you, you know, going? Because go. right. you know, there's nowhere to go. Everyone knows, you, you know, so I think it's totally fine to have boundaries around yeah. like Zoom. Like I, I don't, my, my boundaries usually like an hour, hour 15. Yep. Like after that, it's just, I, I, it's, it's mentally too, draining. You're fried. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah. And, and, and respecting that boundary. If you say, I want to step out now, you can totally right. do that and we'll be fine with it. So. Oh um, no, I'm fine. Now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this okay. wasn't a yep. working example. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that, I think that is a good thing to remember. Mm-hmm. Right. Stomping Jen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause those, those things will go on forever if you let them. It's yep. true. I was yeah. on one. Uh, Especially if I'm on there. I was on one last night. So this is the second one I've done with this particular group of people. And the first time it was lots of fun. Uh, everybody had a good time. So I was like, oh, we should have another one. And everybody was so depressed last night. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, you guys are so not in a good mood, are you? But that's, this is this, this is a marathon, yeah. you know, and we're like maybe half, potentially halfway through this, maybe yeah. two thirds, depending on what Baker, our governor, um, Charlie Baker yeah. in Massachusetts does this week. Georgia just announced that they're opening up April 30th. Okay. There's another state that's opening tomorrow. I which forget one? which one. You don't know. I but one of the stupid ones. Here in Massachusetts, and this is 420, I'm going to insert bong sound effects later. That's great. Um, we're not at our peak. No. Right? We're not even at our peak. So I think we're, we've got at least two more weeks of this. Um, because you can't open up according to uh, Trump's guidelines. Whatever that means. Until you've had two weeks of stable or declining um, deaths or new cases. And I don't think we're there yet. So, all right. I'm going to roll us into our next segment. Okay, Stomping okay. Gun? Okay, all right. You're bopping your head. Because it goes like really slow and it's like a 20-minute long intro. Oh, I wish Johanna was on here. This is Icelandic. <laughs> she could have translated yeah. it for us. <laughs> okay. All right. Stomping Jen. Yes. Michael. Yes. What am I going to say? Stomping I have no Jen? idea what you're going to say. All right. So there's I'm this one thing I've brain. been doing on Facebook, which is this... 20 albums challenge thing that's because i got nominated yeah Wait, but can I nobody just, likes me wait, and stop, nobody stop, nominated stop, me stop, 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 yeah go stop. ahead so so everybody knows i love music right uh-huh. and people were like floating this around and i was not getting nominated and i was getting pissed because i really wanted to do it and i didn't want to self-nominate myself yeah. and just be like one of those people that just like take it up like me you mean do it <laughs> 
yeah. somebody finally nominated me i was like yeah. so excited yeah i'm like stupid excited about it and nobody cares about my albums but that's okay um anyways i'm i'm two albums in and it's only supposed to be 10 or it could be 12 i've seen 20 um so anyways sawtooth has now adopted it because he felt slighted that i didn't even bother to nominate yep. him and i announced right in my posts no but no, nobody, nobody nominated me, me and you're not supposed to give any comments and i'm writing i'm writing a He's thesis books like a thesis about each album they and what are it, well written michael if you haven't seen these you have to go back and like read his like like assessment of these albums it's amazing go ahead stomping chen say more wonderful things about oh me oh my gosh no so the first one i did <laughs> was u2's the yeah, joshua wait, wait, tree wait, we're not gonna dissect your albums i'm here. not gonna no. if people are interested they can read it online no, I'm not friends with any of these people on That's Facebook. That's okay. You don't need to tell us about the albums. I'm just going to mention them every week. The ones I've nominated this week so far are U2's The Joshua Tree mm-hmm. and Pink Floyd's Animals. Great. Go listen to those. What were your two? Uh, Tori Amos's Little Earthquakes mm-hmm. and Nine Inch Nails' The Downward Spiral. Okay. That I saw on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, Good album. You didn't like it, though. I'm just kidding. Good oh, albums. The, Good Brian albums. It's like one of my favorites from my youth. Uh, that's, yes. Oh, Little Earthquakes is a classic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I might even I might even pick that one. If you decide to do an album challenge, you let us know. Yeah. Or you can tell us about your favorite albums right now if you're interested. I can't, I can't talk about albums on the spot. I have to give it some thought. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everyone always says like, oh, what's your favorite? Like, what was your favorite concert? Or what's your favorite album? I really struggle like on the spot thinking about music because I, I don't know. Like I, I like a lot. So it's yeah. hard for me to go down. It's yeah. serious business. I'm, ta- it, no, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking this lightly. I'm like, I've been thinking in my head. That's why I'm so excited every day to like do it because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm curating this list. I'm like, how, what is the best approach? Yeah. Like, how do I do this? Do I do it chronologically? Yeah. Like, how do I do it? Thinking. But like, are there things like are there things that you like that you know are not going to be popular? Or yes. Oh, are yeah. Be, yep. People yeah. are be like, oh god, really? I'm already thinking about how I'm going to write it. <laughs> I, I'll just tell you, Eminem. Oh, I know. I already I, knew I am, that Eminem was going to be on. I am list. partly ashamed that Why? I derive so much pleasure from listening to somebody who's so misogynistic, so homophobic, so violent. And a lot of his lyrics, but I'm going to touch on this in my mini thesis is that, um, A, I want to say all of those things are inexcusable, right? And that's it. Those things are inexcusable. <laughs> underneath, underneath that, however, I think there is an awareness that those things are inexcusable. And as his career has gone on, he addresses that in many, many ways mm-hmm. in his lyrics and in his songs. And I also like how his songs reference each other and they're all interconnected. He's built this like sonic universe. Mm-hmm. Like there are references and songs, you know, he's making today that go back like 20 years. And if you don't know that song on that album like you don't get the reference mm-hmm. Easter like, eggs. and i love that and another fact oh my God. sorry yes. another fact is that um eminem is I know. eminem is second is second 
only to Bob Dylan and right. the, in vocabulary and usage. vocabulary usage. Look, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Michael is curled up. Okay, is this how you feel when you're reading my mini thesis? No, I like your little mini thesis. Okay, but um, anyways, so they're yeah, your for, they're your like complete, well formulated, like thought out like pieces. They're your completed. You know, by the way, it takes them like an hour to write a post like that. To to <laughs> but to an, to answer Michael, yes, there is one. I am worried about putting out there which i've See, now just put i just said yes i've now just put out there <laughs> on the podcast um do you is there one michael is there one that you could think of that you wouldn't want to put out there no 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 okay what about you what about you stomping jen who me yeah oh me is there any no anything you'd be ashamed, ashamed? Oh, i'm not ashamed of anything yeah. i listen to people can admit i mean like i've already put out no i like that's legit and like everybody's like, no that's legit i'm not trying to even be funny like i'm i'm like i have a super amount of shame about liking that music see that doesn't make sense to me why i don't know uh, anyway okay, okay let's move on so <clears throat> um okay so th- that's the that's the facebook album like if challenge. it was like new kids on the block See, many people would not find that like, oh, shameful, I w- but I would find it shameful. Why? They have some really good songs. <laughs> uh, uh, Backstreet uh, Boys. Uh, they have some. Uh, 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 they have some awesome songs. I'm sure they do, but it's not for me. Oh, I want it that way is a great song. Who sings that? That's Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, that's not New Kids on the Block. No, but I'm saying it is a great song. Actually, I'm lying. I'm lying. Um, okay, go ahead. There is one thing. Um, just how I feel about Michael Jackson now is oh, completely yeah. conflicted inside of myself because like Thriller would have been on that yeah, because it was so impactful to me as a child, mm-hmm. but like, uh, well, you might have to make some comments. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, what else? I, uh, so two, two other shows, one show we've got to mention that we just started watching that nerdy nelly from episode 78 mm-hmm. of our podcast recommended to us called high maintenance mm-hmm. it's on hbo yep we're two seasons in it's about this pot dealer she described what it was about yeah so i'm gonna just describe it again real quickly for michael um the show they're half hour episodes they revolve around this pot dealer and each episode involves like a character who comes into contact with them. They're like character in some studies way. of people. It's yeah. voyeuristic view of New York City too. Yeah. Um, and people's lives. Yeah. Which and is it, what I like about it. And it's funny and it's good natured and the weed dealer is just known as the guy and he's this like really benevolent, humanistic, empathetic character. Like he's Hothead. not he's not cynical at all. Yeah. Um <laughs> What? But he's not like the prototypical pothead. He's not like stupid. Do you know what no, I mean? He went to Vassar. We just yeah. found out. Um, so anyway, I cannot recommend this show enough. I love it. It's so good. And it, it like you feel good watching it. The music is happy. It's yeah. all like in major keys. Like It's you just, all in major keys. You're a music theorist now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to come after you. Somebody, you better call that domestic abuse hotline. What is that? <laughs> 1-800-799-SAFE. All right. I'm going to read it to you right now. <laughs> okay. Here's my phone. All right. Okay. All right. Um, anyways, I cannot recommend that show enough. It's great. It's funny. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel good. It doesn't always make you feel good, though. 
it makes you most feel part. things i think is a better way oh. to put it it makes you have emotions can i can i just talk about speaking of that um yes. on netflix michael have you seen a show called unorthodox no i was scrolling through and i saw it pop up in the in the um kind of recommendations how is it it's really good it's, it's really only good. It's, short. it's only six episodes and there is a scene in it i'm gonna play it now where the woman sings oh i shouldn't if you're gonna watch it i shouldn't play this yeah. while you're on oh. she sings a song she sings a song i wanted to play this because i mentioned and it, it gave him goosebumps no, no i burst into tears you don't remember <laughs> i was like yes, sobbing falling. listening to her sing can I play it? Do you think you're going to watch the show? I, I might. Oh, okay. Then I'm not going to do it. I'm well, gonna... no, 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 no. If it's a song, I, I, I can't yeah. imagine that would be a spoiler. It's a song. Yeah, I'm going to play it just for a second because okay. I, I referenced it. I. It's in Yiddish. You want, you want some tissue? Me no. Listen to her voice. Picture me, Michael, sitting on the couch watching this. <laughs> Can you Be- picture? Tears beginning to stream down my cheeks. Can you see it? I'm getting goosebumps right now. Can you see these goosebumps through my tattoos? Do you react to this differently as a Jewish person? No. I think part of it is watching her sing it too. As her eyes are closed, she's swaying back and forth. I think it's the story. And it's the apex of the story. To, I know. Okay. It's good. You should watch it. Is that, is that like a is that a known song? Is that uh, no, what's, no. What's interesting about this song? It is the song that um, in Orthodox communities is sung when a bride and a groom are getting married under the chuppah. But it's Yiddish. It's not. Hebrew. It's Yiddish, and it's impactful for a lot of reasons related to the story. I don't want to spoil for you. Yeah, that's all I'll say. And these people are just watching her, stunned. She's this tiny little thing. I think I'm a fan of Yiddish. <laughs> it's a very guttural language. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, this we're watching this like at midnight, one in Michael, the morning. Michael, I just started crying. Michael knows a lot of Yiddish. I think he knows more Yiddish than I do. Oh, do you know Yiddish? <laughs> he knows well, words. Not, not enough to speak it, but I know I know enough. Oh, okay. Enough. He could I pass. <laughs> no yeah. kidding. I know all, I know all the, the hot, you know, all the... The hot button very, words. Very pop wow. cultural, you know, very uh, 
I don't know. What would you call it, Jen? Like the pop cultural. Pop cultural ones, yeah. 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 And the, then the only other thing I wanted to mention, Stomping Jen, yes. um, before we ask Michael what he what he might want to recommend people watch or listen to, is the show on FX uh, or Hulu. You can get it on Hulu called Devs, yeah. D-E-V-S. It's kind of a science fiction show. It's very heady. Sci-fi. It's only 10 episodes, and it's amazing. It's amazing. It's captivating. You guys told us about this last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. so, so good. good. Yeah. So worth watching. It finally wrapped up, and it's like just in. I love, I love these single season stories. Are they gonna make more? They might, but this could just stand alone. If they never did another one yeah. again, it might rank as my favorite science fiction show ever. Yeah, it was it's really good. So good. Um, so that's it. Um, what about you, Stomping Jen? Anything else? Uh, you and I watch the same stuff, so... Okay, well, I know you might be sneaking off and watching something. <laughs> the new kids on the block documentary. I know. <laughs> that must be what <laughs> yeah. I'm doing. What about you, Mike? All, all what the ab- right stuff. Yeah, what about you, Michael? Anything you're into these days uh, you want to talk see, about? We just, we just finished um, How to Fix a Drug Scandal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, which... I don't know where I, I, I would try to trace my steps to be like, how did I not know any of this happened? But I was mm-hmm. in grad school when this happened. I didn't yeah. know, mm-hmm. you know, no clue what was happening in the world. But really interesting story about um uh I think it's Annie Dukan is the the chemist in Boston and the crime lab who had falsified a bunch of uh results from um criminal cases. Yeah. Um and then the counterpart uh, lab in Amherst, Mass, mm-hmm. um, uh, had similar struggles, but for different reasons. So it's just fascinating because I, you know, obviously we live in in Western Mass, and it most of it takes place in in Western Mass, shot in like Northampton, Amherst, Springfield. So it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool. Yeah, to see that part of the our little world, our corner of the world, yeah. see our little world, and just to see like just how like fucked the state system is when it comes yeah. to that whole department and just how it could operate, you know, on a UMass, on the UMass campus and just be completely just run amok. Yeah. I mean, one of the takeaways I've got, I'm about four episodes in is a, just how um, powerfully um, addicting drugs are. Right. Once you start down that road, then also how functional people can be. This woman took pure LSD, like a dropper full of pure LSD and (laughs) And ran a bunch of tests, and they yeah. were, like, she coherent. Like, didn't she, like, forget that she did yeah. half a day's worth of work? Yeah, but they were coherent, and people were like, well, we had no problem with the accuracy of the tests, we think. It's just that she was stealing a bunch, stealing and doing all of the drugs coming through the lab. Uh, like, she like would, about what other occupation you could hold where you could do that amount of drugs. Yeah. And no one would notice. Right, because you're alone in a lab. For years, right, yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was taking pure liquid crystal meth. That's fucked. Yeah. yeah. Like five that times stuff, a like, day. That stuff like alters your brain. Oh, yeah, it does. Like, and like, that's the part I don't understand. If you know what a drug like that does to you, yeah. under what circumstances do you say, hey, I'm just going to try this? Like, I don't get she, it. She, yeah. went in, she went into the job. I think it was Sawtooth. They think that you are um, just about done. I think there's only four episodes. Okay, then I might be on. I might have yeah, watched I think three. three. Yeah, <clears throat> but it comes out she went into the job already addicted. Like oh, she, she already was. Oh yeah. God. So, but it, they don't they don't drug test anybody. Wow. She never had a drug test, and that's messed up. However many years she worked there, yeah. 
um, and the whole mental health piece of it, since this is somewhat relative to me being here, like they subpoenaed her progress notes from her mental health treatment. Oh, yeah. So like, like it was kind of shocking to see that because that rarely, rarely mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. So, and they were there, out there, make sure you got good notes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And those were her notes, right? Not the therapist notes. Those were like were her therapist notes too. Oh, oh that would be the last episode. Sorry. Oh, okay. That yeah. Be- I'll get into yeah. that. Yeah. Alert, alert. I definitely want to finish that up. Yeah. Um, he needs time alone because I'm, I fall asleep the minute he puts it on. Yeah. Even though I was the one who's like, Hey, we should watch this show. Yeah. All right, let's um let's roll into plugging some stuff for some friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Stopping Jen. Yep. I mean first first and um not first and foremost. Well, um, our friends from um Josh Sahuza from Black Labyrinth Sahosa. Tattoo. Sahuza. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. And um, <laughs> Jason Montgomery. Jason Montgomery from Attack Bear Press have this um. It's a mutual aid network called the Purple Flame to support East Hampton businesses. Yep, East Hampton, Massachusetts. East Hampton, Massachusetts, small Mm -hmm. businesses. So they're trying to help other businesses. They have about 27 to 30 small businesses together as a network. So they're raising money on a GoFundMe. And they appeared here on episode 77? Was it? Somewhere here. Yeah. I don't remember which. I think it was 77. Go back and take a look and yep. or take a listen and you can hear them talk about all of that stuff. Um, both interesting people. They're artists and they're talking about art, etc. during the Great Pause. Mm-hmm. Also, getting ready to record a new episode of my other podcast, Routine Expedition, a <laughs> Land of the Lost podcast. You get like a little twang when you say that. Routine Expedition. Right. Um, what else, Stomping Jen? Uh, do we want to promote? I don't know. Michael, um, do you have anything? Michael, you anything you want to plug? That you've come across. I know Amherst is doing a big uh, mutual aid raising of money. Do you care about that? I am remiss to say that I do not know about it. Oh, okay. I have, I have not been to Amherst in five weeks, but oh, yes, um, I should still know what's going on. That's um, all right. Okay. So what what is it? What are they doing? Uh, I think the chamber is pulling together a, like a GoFundMe similar to what East Hampton is doing, but I think it's run through the chamber of commerce. Okay. Yeah. Is it the chamber of secrets stomping gym? Do you want to plug your own business or <laughs> you don't have to? I, mean, I won't, I won't plug it, but I will say that we are accepting new clients. So I know, I know a lot of therapists are not because of the whole telehealth mm-hmm. or not taking new clients, but we, you know, there's, there's 10 of us now at the practice and we do, have, I think three or four people that are still taking new people mm-hmm. to start with telehealth. So, right. So you won't get Michael, you'll get somebody else. Okay. And what's yeah, the, you won't get me, but I can, you know, you can definitely email me. It's just, it's Michael at amherstherapy.org or just go to the website, which is amherstherapy.org and, uh, you know, check out the therapist and just shoot them an email and see if they can see if they can take you. But there are, there are a few of us that are. Okay. So, All right. So. Thanks. So amherstherapy.org. Um, mm-hmm. Check them out if you're in need of services, okay? Yep. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Michael, for coming on and talking to us. Always a pleasure to have you on the software. Much different experience than before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) We'll have to have have a return of your alter ego at some point in the future. Sober, sober sawtooth isn't as fun. (laughs) You are certainly we certainly have more like grounded concrete conversations. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody. 
right. All right. We love you. Uh, hang up whenever you're ready. Um, thank you again. To all um, the people on the front lines. Yeah. We just want to say to everybody on the front lines, uh, thank you um, mm-hmm. for everything you're doing, keeping the country moving. Um, to our listeners. Subscribe, subscribe, download, download, share with a friend. We love you. Bye now. What else do we want to say, Stomp? I don't know. I just we love you is pretty strong way to go out, right? We always say that, and then we say bye now, and then we're done, and then you. I feel like there's more to say. You didn't play the social distancing rag. Oh, should I play that and then as the outro? Um, then play us out. Um, this is from our bud. Uh, you know him, Joshua Michael Stewart. Um, it's the social distance rag. Here it goes. It's really bouncy. Joshua Michael Stewart is the man. And we are going to be debuting the Shivering Jim song at some point. We need to point. have Shivering Jim We got to get on. him back on here. We keep getting all these really interesting, awesome well, guests. Well, next week we don't have anybody booked, so if we want to book Shivering, maybe should I should start, get it on the books now. Start drinking next week. Yeah, so May 4th. Yeah. So that will be the week of May 4th. We are going to be talking to our local conservation commissioner. Is that next week? No, it's the week after. Oh, okay. Oh, a conservationist. Yeah. She's the head of our conservation here in Belchertown. What, didn't I fall on one of those conservation yeah. trails? So, Can no, I sue her? No, we're not going to sue. We're, um, we had a lot of questions being on conservation land, so we want to find out more. Okay. And talk to her. So we're really excited about that conversation. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk to a conservationist. Uh, see the fun we have here, Michael. So much fun. So much fun. Can I ask a question about your self-care? <laughs> sure. No, I won't do it. Never mind. What, did I use the Billy Razor? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were um, leaving things out natural. Yeah, but I need to do some cleanup. Okay. <laughs> there was some... There was some uh, shaping? Some shaping, yes. Just like you do need to do on your beard occasionally. Okay. Just, I don't know why men don't have to do any shaping. I'll shape. Do you want me to shape? I'll do a little triangle for you. I mean, down there. Oh, down there. Yeah, I'll do. <laughs> no, I'll do a little there. triangle for you. I you, don't want you to do a little triangle. How about a strip? Which shape is it in now? Huh? Oh, what? down there. It's wild. <laughs> like my face. <laughs> you could. You could probably exchange the two and not know the difference. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> right. And with that, I'm going to bed. All right. <laughs> okay. Thank uh, you, Michael. Thanks, Michael. We love you. We'll talk to you All later. Right. Okay. Talk Bye. To you later. Yep. Bye. 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 All right. Roll the outro. Light shaping? Or heavy shaping? Just light. Okay. All right. Social Distance Rag by Joshua Michael Stewart. Remember, people, social the. F- fucking distance away please okay yep and wear your mask wear your masks and uh thanks for listening tell a friend subscribe download blah 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 we love you bye now bye now
ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity, and that the sources, scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, all peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed 